Hey ladies, welcome to episode number 33. Today is all about the ins and outs of using Airbnb. You are listening to Solo Women Travel Tribe Podcast with your host, Zena Jones. Learn, inspire, share, and connect with fellow solo women travelers from all over the globe. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I am talking all about Airbnb. So that would be the website www.airbnb.com. Um, I want to start out by saying that they are not sponsoring this whatsoever. <laughs> um, it is just something that I think is really helpful to talk about. There's a lot of mixed information out there, so I think let's do a podcast on it and let's chat about it. So Airbnb is becoming hugely popular all over the globe, and with good reason. In most of my experiences, it has been loads cheaper than booking a hotel, an apartment, and sometimes even a hostel. Since it began back in 2008, the home sharing service has been a huge hit with travelers on a budget. And now with well over 2 million listings... In more than 191 countries all over the globe, there is plenty to choose from. It is now even widely used for business travel, and it's also very well used by us solo travelers as well. According to Airbnb, they provide, quote unquote, a trusted community marketplace for people to list, discover, and book unique accommodations around the world. Airbnb hosts list their properties, which can be single rooms, a suite of rooms, apartments, moored yachts, houseboats, entire houses, or even a castle. Oh my god, how cool would that be? (laughs) On the website. It is free to create a listing, and hosts decide how much to charge per night per week or per month. Each listing allows hosts to promote properties through their titles, descriptions, photos and captions and a user profile where the potential guests can get to know a little bit about the hosts. Okay, so your options when it comes to using Airbnb are as follows. You can book a shared space So, for example, a common room or dorm sort of style. You can book a private room. So that would be in someone else's home, but you have your own private and separate room from them. Or you can book an entire place to yourself. And then I guess there's that whole other category like moored yachts and castles and stuff. But I'm not going to go into that because I haven't had that experience yet. (laughs) Fingers crossed I get that though. Okay. So you can filter your search by a multitude of different things, such as price, location, the type of place, which I mentioned before, services such as Wi-Fi, car parking, laundry or kitchen facilities, etc., etc. So to give you an example, I am currently recording this podcast from my Airbnb in Lima in Peru. I did a search in the Miraflores area, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, (laughs) Miraflores I think, 
So that area here in Lima, and I wanted an entire house or apartment to myself. I needed Wi-Fi. That was non-negotiable. I also wanted a kitchen facility or kitchen facilities. And I didn't want to spend more than $50 per night. And I am totally stoked with the place I'm in right now. I have loads of space. The Wi-Fi is amazing. <laughs> the host who met me here to give me the keys, he spoke very little English, but we used Google Translate, the app, and he explained everything to me and he answered my questions. It was actually quite funny. <laughs> there is literally a restaurant right next door that makes amazing food and a great Pisco Sour, which is one of the local drinks. Plus, there's loads of dining options, less than a couple of minutes walk. There is a convenience store across the street, and it's a five-minute walk to the nearest supermarket. I am walking distance to loads of attractions, and public transport is area. Uh, sorry, is everywhere. Um, yes, this is great. Absolutely great. Don't get me wrong. I am super grateful for it. But I did do a lot of research before I booked this place in order to make sure that I was going to be happy with it because I have spent or I am spending six nights here. I have booked places before that weren't exactly as they described and I've, I've learned my lesson many a times from this process. And I guess that's what I want to share with you guys today so that you don't have to learn the hard way like I did. But hey, in saying that, they do make for some good travel stories later. So there was this one I booked back in New Zealand, and I had to travel for work, and I booked an apartment in Auckland CBD, and parking there is horrendously expensive, so I booked an apartment that had parking included. But the host failed to mention just how ridiculously small the parking garage was, and that you were about probably 70 to 80% likely to scrape your car on the way in or and out of the garage because it was such a tiny, tight, awkward space on the most ridiculous angle. Thankfully, my friend met me and together we managed to very, very slowly maneuver my car in and then again out the next morning. It was crazy. <laughs> All right, so... Here are a few things I have learned to look out for. My number one tip, number one, look for super host status. So super host status is the people who are recognized for being outstanding hosts. They go above and beyond for every guest. So these hosts are all highly rated so they achieve a 4.8 or above average rating. And the highest you can get is 5. So that's like bloody high. They are responsive. So they respond within 24 hours of receiving your message at least 90% of the time. They are active. So that means that they have at least 10 or more stays per year. And usually it'll be a lot, lot more. You'll be able to see the stats and the information there. And they are reliable, which is so important. So they have zero cancellations, meaning they will not cancel your booking for any reason. They will honor every reservation unless there is an extenuating circumstance, which is highly, highly unlikely. 
So thankfully, I've never had a host cancel on me, and I've never had a really bad experience. But I have heard a few of these stories, especially inside the tribe, and I do like to play it safe, so I prefer to book with super hosts probably about 90% of the time. All right, let's move on to the rest of my tips. So that was the tip number one, and it is book with super host status. Okay, keep an eye out for that. And you can actually, in the in the search function, like the filters, you can filter it down to only show you people who have that super host status. So definitely don't be afraid to do that. All right, next, check the reviews. Look at how many reviews they have had and read through them. Look for the more recent ones and take on board what they are saying. Don't book anyone who's had a lot of shitty reviews because what those other travelers have said will likely be very, very true and you don't want to risk it. If you're not using someone with super host status and or glowing reviews, then be mindful of misinformation from the host. They can put up whatever pictures they want of the place that they're renting and they can write whatever they like. So that may be really old photos or manipulated to make it look and sound even better or even bigger than it really is. So be sure to thoroughly check the listing and the reviews. Just make sure you've got your wits about you. Next, as I mentioned before, use the filters. So if you're looking for a specific budget, filter it for that. If you need Wi-Fi, filter for that. Whatever your needs are, search for them. And as I mentioned before, you can even filter to super hosts only. All right, up next is do your research. If you are a solo female traveler, is this Airbnb in a safe area? Don't be afraid to send a message to the host and ask them questions. Like, is there a supermarket close by? How do you get the keys from from them? Is there maybe a lockbox out front that you need a number for? Or are they going to arrange to meet you there? Don't be afraid to ask them some questions before you book and make sure that you are comfortable to stay with them. Maybe you even prefer a female host. So look out for that. Things, think about things like, how close is the nearest public transport? What are the main sites that you want to see? Are there places nearby that you can eat or are there shops where you can buy food and water? Incorporate that sort of stuff into your research. All right, next, don't be afraid to stay with others. I used to let out my spare room on Airbnb back when I was at home in New Zealand and I met some really, really cool people from all over the world. It is so nice being able to meet a local and ask them questions, learn about what life is really like there for them, hang out and maybe even make a new friend. Especially as a solo traveller, you know, it can get lonely sometimes and it can be a really cool way to interact with someone else, especially if you're not a huge fan of hostels. This is a great way to get that little bit of interaction and meet someone. Okay, next, this definitely needs mentioning. You can get credit by recommending Airbnb to your family and friends. So if you introduce a friend or family member to Airbnb, they get, and you just need to bear in mind the currency will differ depending on wherever you are and what your local currency is. So for 
For New Zealand, they'll get a $50 New Zealand travel credit when they sign up, and then you, as the person who referred them, gets a $30 New Zealand travel credit once they complete their trip. So this is only for new Airbnb guests, so you need to make sure that you read the terms and conditions and check whether or not you are um, eligible to do it. I just got my first $30 credit to use on my next booking because my mum signed up. And when she was in Barcelona, she used Airbnb last month. So I'm about to book another Airbnb for whilst I'm in Bolivia. I'm going to book a place in La Paz and I'll get $30 off. Woohoo! <laughs> so I'm pretty stoked with that. And I've also sent this link to my dad and his partner for their upcoming trip to Australia. So that is, um, yeah, getting credit with Airbnb. I think that's really, really cool that they do that. All right, so to sum it up, there are a few, there are a few pros and, of course, a few cons. And I have experienced many of these using Airbnb, but I, I really like it, guys. So I'm, I'm a huge advocate for it. I know everyone has had different experiences. I feel like I get to live more like a local and I'm not just a tourist. I love that about being here. I just, yeah, of course, I, I don't necessarily look like a local, but I feel like I'm living more like a local and I'm not staying in a hotel or a hostel as a tourist. So it feels different to me. I'm definitely saving money by having a kitchen and laundry in my apartment. Another pro is that you often get a discount for longer stays. So I got a I think about 15 or 20% off for staying over five days here in Lima. So that's your real bonus. Another pro for me is you get, you've got guest and host reviews. So you each review each other. So for me, that means that I treat, you know, I, I treat others and I treat the property like I want to be treated, you know, and how would you want your stuff to be treated with respect so that's what I do. And then, of course, if you treat it well, they'll give you a good review and you can give a review on your experience here as well. So it just keeps things accurate and up to date, which I really like. Another pro is the Airbnb resolution team. Now, I have not had to use the resolution team, but I've heard from ladies inside the tribe who have that they are really, really good to deal with. They're very helpful, very knowledgeable, and they're willing to give you credit when you've been wronged by a host. And I think that says quite a lot. On the downside, the Wi-Fi might not always be strong. In my case right now, it's amazing, absolutely amazing, and I'm so grateful for that. But you have to bear in mind it might not always be that good. The water might not always be hot. <laughs> Mine is warm. It is definitely not hot, and I love a hot shower. But hey, for me, it's just part of the local experience, so I am able to shrug it off. The, can, the place can be harder to find, so looking for your Airbnb can be a bit harder to find than, than a huge hotel. Um, in this case, the taxi driver and I found it together, but sometimes I have struggled with it. But I've always been able to ask a local or jump on Google. That's just something to be mindful of, though. Airbnb add a small fee. So Airbnb charges a service fee that is non-negotiable and non-refundable. It is minimal, but keep that in mind because that will raise the cost of the booking. 
And some hosts will also charge a cleaning fee to help pay for housekeeping after you check out. So just bear that in mind as well. All right, guys, that's it. That's all I've got for you on Airbnb. Um, I would love to hear your experiences. You can hit me up over in the tribe. So over in our private Facebook group, Solo Woman Travel Tribe. Chat with me in there and hopefully I will get to meet some of you on my adventures through South and Central America. Fingers crossed. Anyway, wishing you all a safe and happy travels wherever you are in the world. Huge love to you all and I will chat with you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. If you would like to ask me any questions or give any feedback or comments, pop on over to Solo Woman Travel Tribe. I would love to hear from you guys and connect. Now, if you want to get your hands on my copy of the top five things you need to know as a solo woman traveler, it's not what you think, then head on over to www.solowomantraveltribe.com forward slash download. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are not already a member of our Solo Woman Travel Tribe, then please come and check us out at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Solo Woman Travel Tribe. Thanks again, and I hope to see you over in the group.